0: Welcome to the Sermon Webcast of Good News Lutheran Church of Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. The following sermon was preached on April 19, 2015, on the basis of John 21, verses 1 through 14. Christ is risen. Is risen it's the kind of thing you might say only when you're really desperate. Only when you've tried everything that you can possibly think of. Only when everything has failed. Only when you're about ready to give up it's at that point that you might say, well, I'm going to give it just one more try. If you've ever found yourself saying those words, and not just when you're, when you're on the putting green, not just when you've been trying to beat the same video game for 12 straight hours, but if you've ever said those words about something that really, really matters to you, maybe you can appreciate how the disciples felt as the sun came up that day. Maybe you've been exactly where they were. In fact, they had been exactly where they were once before. You might remember that when Jesus first called his disciples, they were fishing out on the Sea of Galilee. That was their job. That was their living. Jesus told them to leave their nets, to leave their boat behind, to come and follow him. Fast forward three whole years. It was now after Easter Sunday. Jesus had already appeared to his disciples on two consecutive Sundays and his instructions to them were to go back north to Galilee and wait for him there. So there they were in Galilee, same lake, same boat, and Peter says, why don't we go out fishing? And sure enough, everyone is on board. Now if you've ever gone fishing, you know that The fishing trip always starts out with a lot of excitement and eager anticipation. You can feel it all the way to the tips of your fingers as you hold that fishing rod and you hope that there's just even the slightest tug on the end of the line, or in this case, on the net, indicating that that you've got a fish. In fact, that anticipation can be so strong that maybe, maybe you've even jumped the gun a bit once or twice. You think you've got a bite on the line and so you set the hook as hard as you can and then you've got to duck because the line goes sailing clear over your head to the other side of the boat. All kinds of anticipation and yet on this fishing trip, that anticipation quickly turned to disappointment. Cast after cast, they let their nets out. Cast after cast, they hauled their nets in at exactly the same weight. Not a single fish was caught all night long. And then finally, as the sun just started to come up, there was this stranger on the shoreline. And he asked them what you've maybe asked or been asked before. How's the fishing? Not very good. Not a single fish all night. And so that stranger on the shoreline says, why don't you drop the nets down on the right side of the boat And you'll find some fish. So they did. Now, if the disciples had known that this was Jesus, we could understand full well why they listened to him. But we're told that, as was the case with so many of Jesus' post resurrection appearances, these disciples didn't recognize Jesus. They didn't know who was standing there on the shore. So, why do you suppose they listened to him, anyways? Maybe it was just to be polite. Maybe they were bored and ready to quit and this sort of provided them with a way out. I remember plenty of fishing trips when I was a kid and my dad would say, all right, just three more casts and then we can go home. So what does a young boy who's bored out of his mind do? Cast, reel in as fast as you can. Cast, reel, cast, reel. All right, that's three. Time to go. Maybe the disciples sort of felt like that. Or maybe... And what's likely the case is that they were desperate. They had spent the entire night fishing. They had absolutely nothing to show for it. And so even though they didn't know who this guy was, for whatever reason, they were willing to give it one last try, one more cast. Like I said, maybe you've been there before. Maybe you've felt that way. You know, we started out our Easter season a couple of weeks back by by using this theme running on empty, by saying that that all of us in life are chasing after or running after certain things. But you know, sometimes we use a different metaphor to describe that same thing. We could just as easily say that we're all fishing for certain things in life. Maybe it's that companion to spend the rest of our lives with. Maybe it's our first child, or the next child. Maybe it's a circle of friends where we're well-liked and accepted by everyone. Maybe it's health, either continued health or restored health from some sort of illness. Maybe it's an achievement or, or an ambition of some sort, the next degree, the next school, the next job, the next raise. And so just like these disciples, we, we put out our nets. We cast our nets to Jesus, expecting to pull back something in return. That same fishing trip starts out as all fishing trips do. All kinds of excitement, all kinds of anticipation. We can feel it in our fingers, hoping to get even the slightest twinge that that one of those things that we are so after in life is finally within our grip. But of course, if you've lived on this earth at all, you know that those fishing trips quickly turn from anticipation to disappointment. Cast after cast, you ask God, you ask Jesus for whatever it is that you're after. Cast after cast, he seems to be giving you nothing in return. And very soon you find yourself exactly where those disciples were. Jesus is there. He's standing right in front of you. And yet you can hardly see him. You can't recognize him. You wonder if he's even in your life anymore because he doesn't seem to be doing the thing that you expected him to do. And maybe you even get to the point where these disciples got. So desperate that you're just going to give it one last try. One more cast and then that's it. If you've ever been in that situation about about anything at all where you're down to that last desperate try, You can imagine how excited those disciples were when that last cast actually worked. When that net that they had let down and pulled back so many times was suddenly so heavy that they couldn't even get it into the boat. What made that last cast different? What had happened? And what was Jesus trying to show them by giving them this miraculous catch of fish? Well, he was trying to show them much more than that he was some sort of fishing expert. If they happened to have been fishing out the left side of the boat, it would have made no difference whatsoever if they put the net on the right side of the boat. It was exactly the same spot, exactly the same water. He was even trying to show them something more than just his raw power as the Son of God, although that was certainly on display as well. No, Jesus was trying to show them something very specific. Notice what Jesus said. He said, Put down your nets on the right side of the boat and you will find some fish. In other words, he not only gave them a command, he gave them a very specific promise. A promise that he immediately kept. And so it's no wonder that in that moment, that's when the disciples recognized him for who he was. John turned to Peter and he said, It's the Lord. Take note of that very carefully. That Greek word for the Lord is the word that the Jewish people in that day used for the very specific, very special name God had told his people to call him. It's that same word that in your Old Testament English version is often translated Lord with all capital letters. It's sometimes translated Jehovah or Yahweh, God's special name that he told his people to call him. A name that reminded them that when God made a deal with his people, he always held up his end of the bargain. A name that reminded them that God always keeps his promises. And so when Jesus made that promise and then immediately kept it, it's no wonder that that's when they recognized that it was the Lord. The one who always keeps every single promise. So maybe you have been there where those disciples were, wondering where Jesus is in your life, wondering what Jesus is doing in your life. May I suggest that if at times we have a hard time seeing Jesus the way that these disciples did, it might be because we're actually looking for the wrong Jesus. You see, one of the beautiful things about prayer is that we can cast any net out there that we want. We can make any request of God. No request is too big, no request is too small. And yet we can very mistakenly assume that we know what Jesus wants to give us, what he wants to do for us. And usually that assumption somehow involves us thinking that what Jesus is most concerned about is making us immediately happy right this very moment. Friends, if we really want to know what Jesus is up to in our lives and what he wants to do in our lives, there's only one place we can look. We must look to his word. What does he promise he's going to give us? And as we see here and as we see at Easter, Jesus always keeps every single promise. See, when we cast our nets out there and and mistakenly assume that Jesus is going to give us something that he hasn't promised to give, Well, there's a pretty good chance that we're not going to end up finding what we are looking for. But when we cast our net at Jesus' promises, when those are the things that we seek and those are the things that we ask for, then we see Jesus for who he truly is, the Lord, the one who always keeps every single promise. But does that sound a little bit disappointing to you? Maybe you've been in a situation where you assumed that someone was going to do something very specific for you. And then when they didn't, they sort of tried to excuse it by saying, well, I didn't promise that I was going to do that for you. Maybe it almost seems like that's what we're saying here, that that's what Jesus is saying. Don't expect me to do anything that I don't... Specifically, promise. If that ever seems a little bit disappointing to you, then all you need to do is look at what happens with Peter here. Again, these disciples had been in this exact position before same lake, same boat, same disappointing fishing trip, same miraculous catch of fish. This was the second time that this had happened. But what's truly important is what was different this time around. You see, last time Jesus was actually in the boat with his disciples when this miraculous catch of fish happened. And as soon as that miracle was granted, Peter fell down at Jesus' feet and he said, Away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. As a sinful human being, Peter knew that he was in the presence of his holy God and he just had to get away. He said, Away from me, Lord. This time, Jesus isn't in the boat. Jesus is a hundred yards away on the shore. And when they realized that it was the Lord, notice what Peter did. He didn't say, steer us back out to sea. We've got to get away. It's Jesus. No, he grabbed his coat and he jumped in the water. In fact, what Peter did is exactly what Jesus told the disciples to do with their nets. The exact same word is used. Peter literally cast Himself into the water. He cast himself at the feet of Jesus. He didn't need to get away. He needed to get closer to Jesus. What had happened? What made the difference? Well, in those three years that came in between the first catch and this second catch, Peter had been hearing over and over and over again all of the things that Jesus promises. Things like, I am the good shepherd. I will lay down my life for the sheep and I will take it back up again. Things like, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will never die. Things like, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am going to the Father to prepare a place for you and I will come back to take you there with me. Peter had heard all of those promises. And so when he saw Jesus as the Lord, the one who keeps every promise, he didn't need to get away. He needed to get closer to Jesus. He cast himself into the water. So if you've ever been there, if you've been in this place of desperation, if you've wondered what Jesus is really up to in your life, And if you've even ever said to yourself, you know, I don't know what all of this church going, all of this Bible reading, all of this praying, I don't really know what it's getting me. If you've ever even said, you know what, I'm going to give it one more try, I'm going to give it one more cast. Well, friends, there's good news. Because one more cast is all it takes when you cast your net at Jesus' promises. Do you realize everything that Jesus promises you? I mean, we think to ourselves, how great would it be to have good health, a good job, a good family? Jesus promises you a life with zero suffering, zero sadness, zero strife in heaven. We think to ourselves, how great would it be to have 80 or 90 years of a pretty good life here on earth? Jesus promises you an eternity in heaven. Jesus promises you that when you stand before God on the last day, you don't have to worry about being called to account for a single one of your sins. He promises to be right there at the Father's side pleading your case, reminding the Father that his perfect life and his innocent death paid for everything that you've ever done wrong. Jesus promises you that things like cancer and heart disease and Alzheimer's and arthritis and even something like tooth decay isn't going to get the best of you. He promises that that very body, frail and failing though it is, will one day rise glorified. Jesus promises you that all of those tearful goodbyes that you've said to people over the years will one day be swallowed up by joyful reunions, joyful hello-agains, as we rise from the dead to be with him forever. Jesus promises you all of that, not less than you've been asking of him, far, far more than maybe you've been asking of him. And again, not only with this catch, but with Easter itself, we see Jesus as the Lord, the one who keeps every single promise. When you cast your nets at the promises of Jesus, you'll get to experience what these disciples experienced, of pulling back that net and not even being able to lift it because all of the blessings that it contains. You'll get to know what it's like when that anticipation turns into excitement, when you realize that you hold in your hands everything you could possibly want When you cast your nets at the promises of Jesus, that is the last cast you will ever need to make. Amen. For more information about Good News Lutheran Church, visit www.goodnewslc.org.